We talked to a British video team who caught the birth of the resistance movement and the global population of women that followed it. Resist Radio. Radio for the rest of us. Harrison with you, and this is Resist Radio. We are at Sundance Film Festival. I'm just going to point out we're at Slam Dance, which is the sort of the uh, philosophical inverse of Sundance. Sundance, when Bob Redford gave birth to it, was really a truly independent voice, and then it became commodified, commercialized, and institutionalized. And Slam Dance is still kind of an edgy in-your-face. Like right now, we had to go find a place to have a conversation and fight an elbow and literally kick two people out of a chair, which is kind of cool. And sitting next to Rupert Russell, who is a director of the film called Freedom from the Wolf, And we are so glad to meet a guy from London. The Resist movement is, of course, global. Now, you've got a movie, and you actually, in many ways, are part of the Resist movement just because you exist these days. That's right. We actually started uh, filming this film in about 2014, and we began with the Umbrella Revolution in Hong Kong. That was the first kind of Resist movement that existed globally, although they wouldn't call it that then. So we got involved in that in that movement. We we documented it. Um, we looked at what they were struggling for, what they were struggling against, and then we decided we wanted to make a global film about resistance movements all, all, all over the world. So the next stop for us was Tunisia, which was an example of where a revolution actually had been successful. They had gotten rid of the dictator Ben Ali, and we went on the four-year anniversary, which was during the presidential election. And so we kind of looked at a retrospective of, okay, you've had a revolution, what happens the day after? This is a new and dangerous period for democracy globally. Steady decline in levels of freedom, lack of equality for citizens, routine abuse of political rights. It blows our minds that for making a joke, you'd land up sharing jail space with a guy who's, you know, murdered somebody or robbed somebody. Donald Trump has won the presidency of the United States. The time for empty talk is over. Democracies have failed to deliver. Public support for these protests has waned. What they have delivered is a fake democracy. Man leading the polls was a senior politician during the dictatorship. Democracy seems to be in crisis right now. We simply cannot tolerate this kind of authoritarianism. Resistance has to begin with protest. When we saw our pictures in jihadist pages on Facebook, I realized I was in trouble. There's only one single way to win. Water feels like nothing when it is a raindrop. But water keep dripping same place. It can drill hole in mountains. It is possible to win Mark One's rights. And what was actually pretty disturbing was that what we observed was that the democracy that emerged out of the Arab Spring wasn't a kind of lovely uh, liberal democracy we kind of uh, hope, hoped it would be. It had some darker elements to it. It was quite clear that although people had the right to vote, they had political parties, freedom of expression was pretty severely curtailed. Um, certain laws banning free speech or assembly hadn't actually been repealed from the previous regime. And when we were there, the current president, uh, Beji Kaida Sebsi, actually won the election. And he's definitely pushed the country in an even uh, darker uh, direction. And 
the direction he's pushed in is actually quite specific. It's what political scientists call illiberal democracy, which for the rest of us just means fake democracy. It means you can vote, but you don't necessarily have, have that many rights. And, and we've learned this term in the U.S. from people like Noam Chomsky, who've explained that it doesn't mean everyone gets a piece of watermelon all at the same time. In fact, 10 people get the watermelon. The rest of us eat crow. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the reasons why that's happening is because political participation um, isn't equally distributed. So, so, so certain groups get more rights than others. And so we wanted to investigate this idea of a liberal democracy in a more global context. And so we went to India, which is the world's largest democracy. And we did some stories on Hindu nationalism and Narendra Modi's government, which has definitely taken India similarly into an illiberal direction. What's really fascinating about India is that it's becoming a liberal for the same reasons that Europe is and the, and the United States is. It's really about resurgent na na nationalism, which is uh, anti-minority, it's, it's anti-women, it, it's anti-gay, it's anti-NGO, uh, it's anti-climate change, and it's pro a kind of kleptocratic uh, business interest. And so India is a bit of a head, a head of the game, and Europe and the US are kind of catching up. And that was what our final segment in the film looked at, was the United States um, and some of the more institutional problems you've got here, like around police militarization and campaign finance. And then, of course, uh, as, as you're actually filming the US section, Trump, Trump became president. So he's a key part of our story, too. A key which we wish would fall out of the lock, to be honest. We're talking right now to Rupert Russell. He's the director of the movie Freedom for the Wolf. And we're talking about the resist movement and how absolutely global it is and how, though, in the United States, we think it's all about here and it's not. We are just one octopus tentacle of many arms swinging and flying around. Harrison with you. You are listening to Resist Radio. You can follow us online at resistradio.org resistradio.org, or on any social media at Resist Radio USA. Resist Radio. Radio for the rest of us. Those of us who are part of the movement here, is there hope for us? Is there hope? You've seen rise and fall all over the world. We are limited by our CNN and our Fox and Friends, etc. Is there hope down the road? Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why hope seems to sort of dis dis disappear is that people have unrealistic expectations around ideas of protests and civil disobedience. You know, somebody will say, well, we had a problem in our town. We had a protest outside the town hall and nothing happened. So, so what was the point? You have to look at successful movements. And the two, the, the two most successful movements that I, I, I think a lot about are, is the American civil rights right struggle in, in, in the US and in, in India, uh, Mahatma Gandhi's struggle for independence. Both of those movements took decades. And there was always one step, you know, two steps forward, one, one, one step backwards. It was definitely not a linear process. It was, very, it was very messy. There was competition amongst the leaders. There was infighting. But what there was at the core of it was a sustained attempt to, to make a difference and to campaign for the ideals that they believed in, even though in the short term, often there were massive costs uh, for doing so. Martin Luther King said, um, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards dark justice. Often people, I think, tend to focus on the second part of that sentence, bend towards justice. And they sort of think, oh, well, everything is going to be great. We're all going, you know, we're in this linear progression towards progress. 
I think that history tells us a different story, and that's actually the first part of his of, of, of that famous quote where he says, the arc of history is long, and that's what we really need, 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 need to remember. Things are not going to change overnight. Things, things are going to take a very long time to change. Having said that, I think we're actually seeing some real uh, examples of change happening uh, already. Uh, we, we filmed the Women's March in Washington, D.C. in, in 2017. Okay, the march didn't leave to the... Uh, uh, getting rid of Donald Trump, but then when when you see with the me the Me Too movement that came late later on that year, I really think those two things were were di- directly connected. I think the women's marches gave women confidence, it gave them organisations, it gave them platforms, and it gave them spaces to talk about women's issues that weren't there before. And they're so, only fifty one percent of the human global population, so really a minority? I don't think so. No, no, and, 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 and thank God, you know, mi- mi- millions of women all over America are, are realizing that and not afraid to exercise their, their political muscles. Were you, were you the ones filming that? Yeah, we were there. We were there for the, inaug- we were there for the, day, the, day, the day of the inauguration. Um, uh, we got tear gassed, nearly arrested. That was pretty, that was pretty scary. It's in the film. That, yeah. that, that's all there at the end. And we were there, yeah, for the next day for the Women's March. We even had shooters actually um, uh, filming in cities all over the entire world from uh, St. Louis to New York to Paris to Nairobi, Kenya. Harrison with you. You are listening to Resist Radio. You can follow us online at resistradio.org, resistradio.org, or on any social media at Resist Radio USA. Rupert Russell, who is a director of the film called Freedom from the Wolf, Coming up in a couple of years is the 100th anniversary of suffragism here in the U.S., um, women's right to vote. And imagine if we got every woman in America, such as we saw in Alabama, 98% of African-American women showed up and blew out Judge Roy Moore, the great pedophilic whatever the hell he is. Imagine if all women in America, 327 million of them got, well, half of that anyway, got together and voted. There would be significant change. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that this movement is just going to build over the next couple of the years. I think these organisations are going to get stronger. I think uh, I think I think I, th- I think these organisations are going to get stronger. I think you're going to see more and more o- o- organising happening online. Um, Oscar Wilde said um, that socialism will never happen because it will take too many meetings. Um, I I. Uh, I, I think I, my, my advice to, to people is prove Oscar Wilde, Wilde wrong, organize a meeting. Right. And be a sodomite like me, because it's just a lot more fun. So just to finish up, how do we get a hold of your film if we're not at Sundance right now? Can we watch it down the road? You will be able to watch it down, down, down the road. We, we don't have a release date yet, but please follow us on Twitter or Facebook. And our handle is at Freedom4, as in the letter 4. For the Wolf. I want to thank you so much, Rupert Russell. Thank you for flying all the way in from London to talk to Resist Radio. I know, I wish I could claim that. But here you are at the Sundance Film Festival. Whether you're hearing this live or in replay, you're here doing the good fight. And it's so helpful to us that know that people all over the planet are actually in this game and that you've shown up, spent a lot of money, broken your heart and your brain and your soul to get this story out. And now it's a film and it's entertaining. Thanks so much. It's taken us uh, three and a half years to get here, and it was worth every minute. Resist Radio. Radio for the rest of us.